Coming to you direct from the After Hours Lounge, in the back room of the best cigar shop east of just west of this very location, it's the Cigar Hacks. Better known as a bunch of hacks. Talking cigars, etc. All right, Ricky, what do you say? Hey, 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 up here in Hudson, New Hampshire, we are at Grumpy's with some very special cowboys. All right, our panel of hacks for this installment are, of course, we got Nurse Rick, Enema Boy. This town needs an enema. Enema Boy's back in the house. He's home here in New England. Oh, my God, he's loud, too. All right, it's Mustang Mike. I'm here in the corner. Hide no. Hiding out. All right, and we got uh, the fiddler. I'm here at Grumpy's, uh, one of my favorite places. Uh, big shout out to Adam and Walter for welcoming the hacks. Have- and don't forget Mark. And Mark. Yeah. All right. Back with- Pat McGroin. I pulled my groin. He pulled his groin. People <laughs> ask, it hurts you where? I say, put your hand right there. I pulled my groin. He pulled his groin. Well, I almost pulled my groin again at the gym today. Working hard, playing hard. Back to be, glad to be back and having a good night tonight. All right. And then, uh, oh, it's the GC. Just finished up our deck here. People keep asking me, Taylor, why didn't you put a handrail on the stairs? My answer is, I'm going to. Just need a couple more days. Couple more days construction. Always almost done. That's right. Always almost done. Glad to be here at Grumpy's, guys. You know, we're up uh, up here in New England with this cold weather here. And, um, you know, for all you guys out there looking for that warm weather, right? Got a little trick to kind of bide your time before you get there. You know, just get up to your wife, put your ear right on her chest. You'll actually hear the ocean, right? And if you're brave enough, put your ear on her belly button, and you might smell it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Lucas. Lucas. What are we using for the Lucas here? The maestro. The maestro. There we go. The other maestro. Go my son. <laughs> I'm the real fiddler here, anyways. Uh, <laughs> well, it's great to be here at Grumpy's. Uh, I'm looking forward to a good time. It's the end of my school break, so uh, it's a nice end to the, to the festivities. Back to the man stuff. All right. Next to him, we got Sparky. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, good to be back. It's been a while. Uh, uh, yeah, just excited to be at Grumpy's and looking forward to another great podcast. Yeah, okay. And uh, uh, Hunter Rick. You prance along, you get thirsty, you spot a little brook, put your little dear lips down to the cool, clear water. Bam! bullet rips off part of your head. Your brains are laying on the ground in little bloody pieces. Now I ask you, would you give a f- 
what kind of pants a son of a bitch who shot you was wearing. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, glad to be here at Grumpy's up in Hudson, New Hampshire. One of our uh, favorite spots. So, uh, hope everybody just kick back and uh, listen to the show. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you. All right. We got Costas, the olive oil man. I was in the olive oil business with his father. But that was a long time ago. That's all. Hey, what's going on, guys? Glad to be here at Grumpy's. Very comfortable location. Come on down. Check it out. Okay. And uh, Detroit Steve. All right, Stewie. What's the first rule of Fight Club? G-string underwear. No. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong one. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. There you go. G-string underwear. Oh, that's a new one. I like yeah. that one. All right. Hey, everyone. Uh, here for a good time, not for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, we got the Wild Bill over here. Girl, look at that body. I work out. Hey everyone, all I can say is that uh, after reading the current events last week, I'm just glad I didn't get as bad as Pat. Okay, everybody got their score cut out? How many people is that so far? I don't know. Too many. Way too many. We got got Wild wild Will and the Big Man. The the peanut galleries. Turn me up a little bit. Uh, Turn you up. Just my mic. There There you go. go. Perfect. All right, so I want to introduce these two gentlemen to us. We just passed out the cigars. So, gentleman walked in here. He kind of looked looked like Clint Eastwood. Well, not really, but he had a big black hat on. So it was like, okay, a cowboy just walked into the shop. So I'd like to introduce you to Brandon Marsh, the VP of Big Sky Cigar Company. Okay. Oh, my cue? Like a rhinestone yep, cowboy. Tough. You're supposed to have the chorus, right? Oh, uh, this might be the most dangerous game of hooky cookie tonight that will be ever played ever. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. And it's one hell of a show. You're going to have to explain that in a minute, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, the next gentleman that's laughing right next to him. I mean, I don't get it. You get another cowboy in the house, except he goes to a college that has to do with something called a terrapin. Any of you idiot hacks know what a terrapin is? A terrapin, yeah. A that's, turtle. That's a it's turtle. a turtle. Very good. This is Jess Coleman, the president of the Big Sky Company. Hey guys, glad to be here. Uh, feel super comfortable being surrounded by a bunch of dudes with fupas. <laughs> <laughs> with a what? What's a fu? Oh, oh fat, fat upper pussy area. There you go. <laughs> Didn't they tell you their secret around here? First they put it on, then they move it up. <laughs> Al- Alex, he just called you a pussy there. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> and gentlemen, you are in New Hampshire, and this is an open carry state. And yeah. Us hacks all protect one another. You better have big guns. <laughs> I assume the guy next to me could probably be tucking more than one or two guns under there. <laughs> just don't give a gun to Rick. I actually have, a, I actually have an AR-15 under my belly. I believe it. Without a full. <laughs> All right, we got the big hose bill up there and uh, the Godfather. The Godfather. Oh, we got the Godfather. Hang on, we got to get the Godfather in here. We got him right here. 
Dress to kill. That's you. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> how you so doing? He's, he's always a man of so few words. A few words. Were you, were you just gonna call him short? I'm gonna hand it back to the guy who always fills my beer. <laughs> a man of few inches. That hurts. All but right. ouch. This is your humble and awesome producer, Cigar Hack Dave. To the man! Segments include Hidden Bull Hair Blind Cigar Review, Current Events in the Cigar World, Local Spotlight Cigar Lounge uh, Review, and then we got Controversy Corner where we expose the ugly underbelly of possible truth along with the Hidden Earth Reveal, Hidden Earth Recap. Find us all of you in our usual places Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our website, cigarhacks.com. Uh, they, and Facebook. And Facebook. So these ge- we just passed out the Big Sky Cigar, and these gentlemen are probably wondering why we haven't lit it yet. Because that's coming up. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. <coughs> All right. So where's my cigar? Here it is. I've got to cut it. You, did you do the cut in the cold draw? I'm doing the cold draw. Right. Kind of very mildish. A little sweet. Oh, yeah. I got a little yeah. sweetness on the foot. Kind of like honeyish. Not that there's honey in it, but it kind of reminds me of it a yeah. little bit. I can see that. Graham crackers. Graham crackers. Nothing on the foot. All right, let's let's uh, play the lighting music. All right, let's do it. Fire! (laughs) Did you guys get any uh, virgin tears on the cold drum? Virgin tears? No. I don't think any of us, maybe one person, uh, of this whole group knows what a virgin is. I was one once. Yeah. 50 years ago. Wow. And by the phone, by the way, in the background, that is the Brian Sonya. We're going to let them on. We're letting them share. We're letting them on. All right. Go ahead, Ricky. Do the troops there. All right. So a big shout out to our troops fighting the good fight here in this country and abroad. We honor you. We respect you, too. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a really scary world right now um, to all the police. The men and women of blue uh, that are doing just a great job keeping the community safe. To the uh, men and women of red and keeping us all safe. Thank you very much, especially those in my town that are looking for the gas leak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it happens to be over by my house. We had to call the fire department. But just just a shout out to say thank you. Thank you for all your years of service. To Harvey, he's on the mend. Yep. Please get well. Harvey, you got to stop catching yourself in the zipper. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he's getting better. May I add? I met a uh, 82nd Airborne veteran, and uh, he was also an Army Ranger veteran this mm-hmm. week. And I thanked him for his service. I bought him a beer. He was a great guy. And I have to do a very, very special shout-out to the Marine 8th District. I met about 10 guys that were from Texas. They were all Marines. And gentlemen, I want to thank you all, especially you, Gunny. I want to thank you all and, and your soldiers for your service. Yes. Amen. Okay, there we go. 
I, I was told I look better with the headset on, so I have to put this on. <laughs> you do. That yeah. wasn't true. I get a face for radio. Mouth. <laughs> if I if I could just get a few words yeah. in, I just wanted to. Uh, this is my first uh, podcast on since the uh, hackies and uh, oh, since the hackies. Yeah, that yes. was a week ago. Was that a week? Yeah, two weeks. Two ago. Weeks. It was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for the votes for new hack of the year. I'm, I'm sure Alex feels the same way. Yep. Yep. You know, it's a thank you. Honor to be with you, gentlemen. And I just wanted to thank the committee. Sure. I don't feel the same way. Oh. <laughs> Nobody cares. I'm new with it. And neither does uh, miserable Nick. Oh, <laughs> we're not getting a trophy. Oh. Wait, the losers don't get to speak. <laughs> No, trophies are being made. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're still in the garage from two years ago. They're That's the right. We're working on it. <laughs> working You'll on. get them. <laughs> All right. What's, uh, what's next here? We got a mailbag. We got one mail, one piece of mail from Paul at the shack. Oh, uh, yeah? What he, is, was, what? he was all excited that he won a hacky award there. Oh, yes. Best uh, lounge host uh, tied with Garofalo. He was, yeah. He was thrilled to be in the same uh, company there, Dave. What do you write? That's what he wrote. That's what he wrote. That's what he wrote. <laughs> and he also wants to know if we want to do a, a podcast when they do the Party for the Hell of It number three. Oh, yeah. We always 3.0. do that. Yeah. We always do that. Party for the Hell of It. Yeah. Absolutely. My cigar. I heard he's getting another box of convictions, too. He told me that last week. That's awesome. Maybe the same thing will happen. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding my words right. So for these, for these two gentlemen, uh, Rocky Patel puts out a $100 cigar for the conviction. One of the very generous members of this group, Chuck Rose, buys a box. Of course, I got one. I, I didn't steal it. I told Chuck Rose, and I brought Chuck Rose to this group. Oh, Jesus. He didn't steal, he grabbed. Shut up, you losers. Uh, he grabbed. Anyway, he raffled off the rest of them to the rest of the hacks and gave them away. Not many people buy a $1,000 box and give away $700 of uh, goods. Yeah. It was just fun to see everybody have one of those and... Uh, and- Glad to do it uh, once a year. No, really. What the hell? It's only really mine. appreciate it. I'm on friends. Yeah, I appreciate Oh, Chuck, of course he told you because he thought you might buy the next box, too. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so this past uh, Monday, Pat, Mustang Mike, Big Jim, uh, uh, Alex, I keep saying Jim, Alex, <laughs> and myself did a little rescue mission for the... Uh, Twins, not just blowing smoke podcast. Not just blowing hacks. Not just blowing. Well, that was the last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Their producer was uh, out of pocket, so they called us up and said, We need somebody to record for us. So we went and set up and, and did it. Alex just happens to live at Twins, so we happen to be there. Fun place to live. We we smoked so we smoked the uh, what Aladino Candela Candela yeah that was interesting yeah it was interesting yeah. I actually didn't mind it not something I would typically smoke yeah but it was it wasn't bad yeah. I do not like Candelas well it's the it's different it's a Sumatra really Candela yeah so, so it's not a Connecticut Candela right so it's very different than your regular Candela anyway that was kind of fun we had a good time up there um, and we'll probably do it again this this week too. yeah probably. <laughs> All right. Ooh, Chef is in the house. And, uh, Chef! And it's all you now, Ricky. Go ahead. All right. So. Talk to our friends. We have. We, how are you, Chef? We have the uh, president and vice president of this company. It's a boutique cigar. 
Um, I, I'm not really sure where your cigars come from. You're going to be doing, hopefully, a little talking about your cigar and so forth. But does it come from the Ortega company in uh, Nicaragua, Tesca? No, it. Uh, so the cigar that you're smoking right now uh, comes from Tobacco Costa in Esteli, Nicaragua. Okay. So they work with the Sosa family and import. Oh, okay. This was the first cigar that we developed when we started the company about six years ago. Okay, so how does a... Are, are you guys friends? Uh, do you live near each other? How do you know each other? Uh, Jess and I work together. We both worked in the energy industry, and uh, he was my foreman, and we just were on the same construction crew, and we always wanted to start a business, and we'd be just throwing ideas back and forth, and one day we were out fishing, and uh, we just thought, uh, hey, why don't we start a Montana cigar company? We had never heard of one before, and we always enjoyed cigars. We weren't really cigar heads, but we always enjoyed them, and uh, we looked at what it took to make a cigar company and put a plan together, then after about six months, we finally got a factory to respond to us and say, hey, uh, now let's, let's make this work. Really? So I actually bought a box of your cigars at a Hackapalooza from a few years ago that had... That was 1.0. Yeah, fly fishing things in them. Yeah. I'm not a fly fisherman, but anyway... But so, you wanted so. to be... Huh? But you wanted to be... Well, I kept the cigars and gave all the flies away. Oh, man. But... And the guy was thrilled to take the flies because he was from Colorado at the time, so he was he was all excited. But so you started a uh, boutique cigar right. that's up came up to the north via a very very famous uh, person, Brian Sonia, a very dear friend of our show, who happens to also be in the house. Yeah, great um, guy. Yeah, so during that process, um, during that six months, right when we're developing the company and trying to understand how to, you know, uh, do business in Nicaragua, import, so on and so forth. Uh, we found through research that Montana, of all places, uh, actually used to be the, in the center of the cigar world. That's so right. in 1915, there was over 100 cigar factories in Montana. And uh, looking into it, what we found was, you know, there's a huge influx of migrant labor around the railroads and around copper mining uh, over in the Anaconda Butte area, right? right? And as that industry ebbed and flowed, you know, the migrants peeled off and started doing other things, some of which was rolling cigars just to sell within the community. That grew because there was the, the knowledge there and the, and the know-how and the connections to bring the tobacco in. It was not grown in Montana. Um, and at one point in 1915, there was a company in Livingston, Montana called the Garnier Cigar Company. They actually were producing 40,000 sticks a month. It's called the Montana Sports Cigar. And at one point, there was more cigars being sold into New York from Montana than there was from Cuba wow. in the early 1900s. Wow. Yeah, so awesome. we felt there was enough story there to leverage. Yeah. And we went off that and booked tickets to Nicaragua blind without any... Uh, without any plans, any connections, landed, uh, got a driver to take us testily, and started knocking on doors. Do either of you speak Spanish? I can speak a decent amount of Spanish. Okay. I lived in Costa Rica for a little bit during okay. college. Beautiful. Costa Rica, I need to talk to you later. Yeah. Okay. You, you didn't learn Spanish at that turtle school? No. <laughs> no. That- <laughs> so, so, folks, I'm, I'm making fun, but this gentleman has an MBA from the University of Maryland, which is one of the largest schools, one of the largest colleges down in the Washington, D.C. area. It's a very well-known school. 
not in football, but you know, <laughs> very well-known school. They're coming like, around. Huh? They're coming around. It also happens to be Brandon's favorite team. Not It was his favorite team well before I went there, and I felt obligated to go there because he liked them. Uh, All right. Your new name is Turtle Boy. I actually have if if there's nicknames being thrown around, I have a pretty good one for Brandon. Yeah. And there's a good story behind it. So we worked in the oil field together for a long time in, in North Dakota, middle of nowhere. So a lot of drive time. And we'd be driving to jobs and, you know, we'd run out of to talk about because uh, we're not that interesting. And so one day, after probably 30 minutes of silence, I looked at him and said, hey, if you could change your name to anything, oh my God. what would it be? Right? And you'd expect asking your buddy that. You're in an oil field job, kind of hardcore, working long hours. That he would think about it and come up with some sort of masculine name, like Bruce or Steve. Jerry Steve. or something. Steve. Instead, he took no time to think about it, immediately looked at me straight face and said, Alejandro. <laughs> and that's where the friendship ended. <laughs> right. right. He, kinda, he could pass for an Alejandro. He has a Spanish thing going Happens on. to be a Lady Gaga song, which turns out yeah. to be his favorite Lady Gaga song. <laughs> so is no Montana still the boss? It, what's that? No wonder you're the boss. Right, right. Is Montana a cigar friendly as far as uh, the, the taxes and the uh, restrictions? We have a lot of them in Massachusetts. Right. How about Montana? Yeah, great question. So... You know, Montana is not uh, necessarily business friendly or cigar friendly. There's the it's called the Clean Indoor Air Act, so you you cannot smoke in a public place that has employees, so on and so forth. So a lounge like this that we're sitting in in Montana would require that you had a membership and it was private. And if I was the owner of this lounge, I would also have to clean it and and work the bar and so on because you couldn't have employees. Oh wow! So we have a handful, probably five or six now, yeah. that are that are membership based. The taxation thing's big. Brandon's been plugged into that. Uh, we had a recent massive change in our taxation. We'll run through that. Montana used to be fifty percent per stick, and now it went down to thirty five cents a stick. So it was a huge win for the state. It was spearheaded from a friend of ours named Ken Weinheimer. He really led that charge, and you know we were we just were there to support him with that initiative. Weinheimer Coleman, do I sense some Judaism here? Yeah, Alejandro, <laughs> Alejandro Goldberg. I like it. I like it. So, so something that I was saying to Jess earlier was I've been in Florida, as everybody knows, and I've been smoking a cigar that I can't find on any website that they have them and that's the cryptid which is one you know i'm gonna ask you what your cigars are we've smoked the bitter root on the show and it got a fairly decent rating high eights brian What's that? when we did the bitter root we did the bitter root yeah do you remember the rating it was up there it was 91 yeah plus. yeah it, it made our top 10 so first if you can start off what are the cigars you make and what are your facings we have eight different blends the, our core line are five rivers in Montana that we, Jess and I, love to fly fish. Uh, it's the Yellowstone, Bighorn, Madison, Bitterroot, and the Blackfoot. Okay. And then we have the Cryptid, El Professor, which is a cool story, and then the Mad Minnow. The Mad Minnow is a perfecto, and it's a it's a great stick. Okay, but tell me about the Professor. The <laughs> El Professor. Yeah, uh, that's uh, Jess can tell that story. Yeah, so this is a pretty. Interest, you know, interesting story for me, close to my heart. Probably three years ago, I, I was down in Esteli with one of our reps, Adam. Um, and what we do generally is go to Esteli, do 
two or three days of business and then there's a road that goes through the mountains a dirt road over to leon and then over to this little beach town called las panitas which is non-americanized middle of nowhere just raw right and he likes it right and so (laughs) we uh we set out on that road it was the actually the first time we had gone over the road and uh, about a three-hour drive through the middle of nowhere the gps didn't work no cell service and we're up towards the top of the pass like hour half hour and a half in and we come up to this little village i mean when i say village like you know rough like you know shanty type town stuff and it's called el sauce and we get to the other side of it which took about four seconds and there's a gentleman standing there wearing slacks a button-up shirt and had a leather briefcase he was hitchhiking and so uh we opted to pick him up and anyhow he gets in doesn't speak any english hops in the back we took off and he's going to Leon. And so I, you know, I know enough Spanish to talk to him and understand what he was doing. And, uh, so he was a, a school teacher in Leon. So hour, half, two hours away from where he was. And this was a Saturday. Every Saturday morning, he hitchhikes from Leon to this village of Alsace to tutor children on his own dime uh-huh. to make sure that they keep caught up because there's no school infrastructure no way to get the kids to lay on so on and so forth every saturday and if he doesn't get a ride he sleeps there or sleeps somewhere along the way and so he just shared his whole story about teaching those children and everything which is you know really powerful to us anyhow we get closer to Leon, probably half an hour out and we run into a, a nicaraguan police roadblock which uh for any of you guys that have been down there is you know not a great situation you know, I'm a large white guy. Our rep was a uh, small, delicate man with small features sitting in the front seat. He's scared to death. We pull over. The guy comes up, young kid, aviator glasses, like the kid you don't want to deal with, right? Yeah. Has an AK, and he's screaming at me and, and banging on the door with the AK. And he's asked, papeles, papeles, right, for all the pa- for the paperwork of the car. It's a rental car. I don't know where the any of the insurance paperwork or reg you know i have no idea and so i'm looking for this stuff and he's screaming at me screaming at me so i offer him a bribe which so you drive with some money like five dollars equivalent in your front pocket and the idea there is so you don't pull your wallet out so they don't see what you have and take the rest you offer it out of your pocket didn't take the bribe still screaming and at one point he leans down to i guess look at me and sees the guy in the back seat and he stops and he goes oh Professor, and he goes, Tiene un buen día, and walks away. And we're like, what, wow. what the f***, right? Yeah. And so we just slowly drive away, and it turns out the dude in the back was his grade school teacher. <laughs> the professor. Wow. So we named a cigar after him. That's a great story. That's a great, great story. story. <laughs> Incredible. So can you talk a little bit about the cigar I passed out? So I, I passed out to everybody. It's the black label. It's the uh, Yellowstone. It's, let's see, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Right. So uh, this was our first cigar. Brandon and I booked a ticket to Managua, flew down, uh, got a driver. This guy named Danny, which ended up being our, is still our really good friend, uh, has a scar from like here to the back of his head. Uh, drove us up there, dropped us off. Uh, this was on a Friday. And we start knocking on doors, right, to try to see if anyone will work with us we have no idea what the hell we're doing and still finally don't. get into yeah still don't <laughs> and finally get our foot in the door reluctantly at this place called tobacco costa which is probably about 18 rollers 
Uh, it's in like a unair conditioned shop environment, which a lot of them are, right? And they took us in and like, treated us like family. And uh, I don't know, we spent the next several days with them. Uh, they took us through the fields, the entire process, you know, educated us, and we ended up with the cigar. Beautiful. Cool. Yeah. So uh, there's a, a funny story. So my favorite thing to do when we're down there is to make jokes at Brandon's expense in Spanish with the locals because <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. Uh, and uh, I don't speak Spanish very well. Very important. <laughs> this is, thank you very much. Come mierda. Yeah, eat my <laughs> i have a story about that too Uh, yikes brandon's into that Uh, i do have a story about that um but uh so these two guys manuel and uh what's his friend's name i don't know anyways manuel and this other guy they ran the place and they took us around and you know took us to the fields drying bars i mean amazing that they spent this time with us so the entire time I'm telling all these jokes mainly around, you know, fat chicks, because that's, you know, one of the only jokes I know. And so I'm kind of building off that. Brandon loves fat chicks. <laughs> and uh, these guys are cracking up, right? Two days of this shit, And I was running out of jokes. Driver's dead silent. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the passenger's laughing his ass off. And so we finally, they go, like, they were done with them. We got, you know, the deal done and so on. And they went and dropped us off at their hotel. And after letting me do this for like two days... The passenger guy turns around and goes, basically in Spanish, tells me that his wife's a fat chick. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) So we had some new jokes to tell. Right. (laughs) So we adjusted. (laughs) That's funny. So how long did you walk around before you got these guys to work with you? So we were only there on Friday, and so the factories are closed Saturday, Sunday, generally. So we spent really a full day Friday and got in, like, five o'clock with these guys and then they spent their weekend with us well that's cool. amazing yeah pretty cool now how long have you both been smoking i started smoking my grandpa loves cigars so when i was a kid he'd always share cigars with me but really it was more uh, high school and college okay so i'd smoke off and on but you know full transparency i didn't really start smoking on any frequent basis until we started this company really wow yep. and you wear a cowboy hat brandon do you ride a horse I know how to ride a horse. Yeah. Okay. You seen okay. Brokeback Mountain? Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's his boyfriend's name? His okay. horse? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Ricky, how many times did you watch that? <laughs> hey, there's other people that know how to ride horses around here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me? I've ridden a horse before. What was side saddle? I got a mirror what, badge in it. What? <laughs> I had a circus side saddle. <laughs> <laughs> you. English. No wonder your groin's up. <laughs> you know what? And, uh, I, I, I'm looking oh, at this awesome. whole crowd and I'm thinking, Jesus, Detroit Steve, you're the, probably the closest one to these guys. Detroit to uh, Montana. <laughs> That's a thousand yeah. miles. Yeah. Yeah. More than us, though. Less than us. <laughs> no, we're not a, talking a, about your. It's about a fortnight in a covered wagon, so it's a, it's a ride. <laughs> yeah. so, 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 I got the question: How many other hacks have been to Big Sky? Because I've no. been to Big Sky. I don't All even right. know what Big Sky is. is it, it's a mountain, it, but is it a mountain? A mountain? Yeah. yeah. So on the it's, on the band, this these series of peaks. This middle one's called Lone Peak, which is in Big Sky, Montana, the town of Big Sky, Montana, and is a 
amazing ski area and adjacent to that on the same mountain range there's actually that was the first private ski area in montana called the yellowstone club it was started by warren miller sure Warren Miller right. ski films that's that's going back right. to the 80s right, right. Oh, yeah yeah three years well, before uh, i was born yeah <laughs> incredible that's so 12 years before I was do you have any more of these ricky what yeah i do because this one's this one's not burning right i gotta i gotta give it its due yeah so okay. let's try another one all right so you said something about sosa right so uh is this the sosas in florida yeah juan sosa and so not Juan, Sammy Sosa, right? Not no, Sammy no, no, Sosa. No, no, no. no, no. no this is the Sosa family cigars in <laughs> right. Florida. So they're yeah. affiliated uh, somehow. I don't know what the connection is, mm-hmm. but they import this cigar for us okay. from Tobacco Costa. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's the only cigar that we do with Costa. The uh, balance of our cigars, with the exception of the Blackfoot, which is the new one that we just did out of the, out of the Dominican, is they're also done in Esteli through uh, Takasa. So all of our river series, with the exception of uh, the Blackfoot, and then the Mad Minnow, the Professor, and the Cryptid are also done at Takasa with Carlos and, Sanchez. And the Cryptid, I can't find anywhere. It's tough it to... Sells out it sells everywhere. out immediately. Yeah, that's, that's Brandon's baby. A lot of the Florida stores have Big Sky in it. And I don't know who the rep is down there of Big Sky, but they're in a lot of stores down there. Yeah, we saw. I yeah. saw a few, few yeah. these guys down there. Yeah, you know. So I was like, "Holy!" I crap. should have cryptid, but picked out one of the cryptid. Now yeah. that I know how rare Cutters it is. was, the only place that had one. Yeah, right. They had like two left. Yeah, we um, should have another run coming in uh, for PCA. Uh, we're hoping in the next two months it'll hit something like that. So yeah. you guys are going to go to PCA? Yeah, we've been. Uh, this will be our third year at PCA. Wow. So is there a, a oh, story yeah. behind oh, the name there cryptid? It is. Okay. Yeah, originally we wanted to name it the Flathead Lake Monster, and it's the design. Job, the, the design of the band is uh, it's this crazy looking yeah. uh, dragon sea sea serpent, and that's the Flathead Lake Monster. And uh, Jess says like, "Hey man, check with the trademark attorney, make sure we can do this." <laughs> and uh, like right before we got the boxes made, uh, we talked to a trademark attorney. He's like, "Yeah, you can't do that." <laughs> uh, do you know this company called General Cigar? And we're just like, yeah, we know who General Cigar is. They have a, they have the flathead, and that's trademark. And they're just like, I was like, well, it's a geographical thing. It's a lake. It's a uh, Indian nation. They can't trademark that. And he's like, they can't, but they can't. He's like, if you want to cease and assist and have your company die, name it the flathead. <laughs> and so we're just like, oh, like what do we do? And so we pivoted, and a cryptid is a creature that's known to be true, but it's never been. Uh, officially been right. found. That's what they tell us. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, like a chupacabra? No. Correct. So, right. yes. And so, uh, like the Loch Ness Monster, Sasquatch. Yeah, right. And so we... Uh, the we chick named- he lost yeah. his virginity to. That's cold. So we're like, oh, let's she name it... The- wow. <laughs> let's name it the Cryptid. And so we did, and, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a cool thing, because ne- we're going to make we're gonna make another Cryptid cigar from another area in the world, and we'll just grow, grow on that brand, that line. Excellent. Yeah, that'll be our next release. We'll be another... Uh, cryptid, cryptid, which will be right. yeah, like Brandon said, off of a different creature from a different country. So, what is it? Cryptid? How do you spell it? Cryptid. C r y p t i d. Cryptid. D. D at the end. Yeah. Can't forget the D. Fabulous. <laughs> no, you really can't. Must come from no. myth- mythology or something like that, right? Mythological creature right. from somewhere. 
Yeah, so the Flathead Lake in Montana is the largest freshwater lake west of the Mississippi. And like the Loch Ness Monster, there's a creature in the Flathead Lake, apparently. So yeah, that was the basis. So do you have your own building or your own shop where your headquarters are? Or is it your house? Or It started out uh, in the house, okay. definitely. A little bit of a Microsoft garage type yeah. setup. Then we... Um, about six months in, we bought a brick and mortar in Montana Excellent. called Stogie's. It's the um, oldest uh, running t- tobacconist shop in Montana. It's been in, uh, so we bought it. It was had been running for sixty eight years. We've had it for five years. It was our first brick and mortar we got into. Okay. So we kind of, you know, used that facility, and then we built out. I had a barn on my property in Montana. We built out a. Uh, humidor and uh, fulfillment center in there. Wow. And then we moved our uh, operation into the Houston area and have a warehouse in Houston and do our fulfillment out of there at this wow. point. How many employees work for Big Sky? We've got two. I mean, we're the co-founders and then we've got, uh, you know, Brian right. and, and what, what, who? how many people are we working with now? Uh, as far as reps, we got Brad and uh, Adam and Cap. And uh, we got some couple, few more brokers. Oh, good. So we're in about almost 200 stores in the U.S. at wow. this point. Wow, nice. And in a, we're in a store in Aruba, export Ooh. to France. Oh, Tommy wow. Troy's? Uh, Linden. Okay. Well, Linden. after tomorrow, you'll probably be in Tommy Troy's, too. <laughs> yeah, Aruba Cigar Company. Aruba okay. Cigar Company. He's right by the cruise ship dock there. Right? Okay. He's and a, he's, he's a local guy. He's, and he's very dear friends with Dave Garofalo. Okay. Yep. All right. How's everybody liking this cigar? I'm. I'm. It's. It's. It's got some unique flavors. I'm. When I read, I, I get an explanation to give. But I'm. I'm digging it. It's. It's pretty good. I like this second one that I lit up much better. The first uh, one was not burning right. Was, I was say. I was, think I'm having the same issue that uh, Dave was having with this first one. It's kind of falling apart on me, and I'm having a tough drag. Well, from I had it. a Jim. yeah, I had a I had a um, yeah. Try another one. Let's light another one up. The a, uh, got a bad ice cube there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, problem I had was it was burning uneven. It was canoeing. Yeah. And I couldn't get it to straighten out. Oh, mine, mine just started right. blowing apart as soon as I opened it. Try another one. This one's perfect. All right. I like it. I haven't had any problems relighting or falling up. Yeah, yeah. Construction. As far as construction, taste, it's taste been is good. And I always ask this. Whenever we have owners on, Just and we've had a lot of owners on, I always ask, what's, what's your go-to cigar? What's your favorite cigar? Do you try other people's cigars? Oh, yeah. I mean, I you know, having that shop and, of course, traveling around to places like this, we have a lot of exposure. I would say my favorite uh, cigar outside of our brand is... Like a Casa Cuba. Okay. Casa Cuba. Never heard of that one. Never heard of that one. Yeah. What was that out of? Uh, it's made by the Newman Fuente. Oh, okay. Conglomerate. Okay. One of theirs. Casa Cuba. Ricky, you know them. You should ask Yeah, them. I've been with Carlito and, yeah. and the owners of those shops. And Nathan. I will ask. What and, about and Eric. And Eric. Yeah. yeah. I like uh, the Melania from Oliva. Oh, very nice. That's a good smell. Milano 5 is my, one of my staples, yeah. Yeah. The Figurato. I think it's, it's a double torpedo, whatever. I think it's called Figurato. Yeah, it's a great smoke. Wow. Okay. Anything else you want to add? No. Well, I, I can tell. We, we got all the good stories already. I mean, yeah. I can tell you the <laughs> eating story. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, is no. it a good 
eating story. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not as bad as you think. You reminded me when you said "come mi mierda." My uh, so my cousin Michael has kind of been involved a little bit in this. And anyhow, we we invited him down to Esteli. You know, did the thing, and Esteli went over to Las Panitas. If you're ever in Nicaragua, I'd recommend going to Las Panitas, a little beach town. And anyways, it's a fishing village, right? Like Thatch Hut Fishing Village. And there's a little boutique motel there, hotel, whatever you want to call it. Five-room deal called the Nica Libre. It's actually owned by a French guy, but it's uh, run by Nicaraguan folks. And amazing. You know, you can walk out the steps into the water off the front of it. And anyhow, fishermen go out every morning in their skiffs and go across the bar and go out and fish and so on and then take their catch into Leon. Well, we'll pay them like a hundred bucks to take us with them to go out just to have the experience. And uh, took my cousin Michael with me one of the trips. We get up at six, go out with them. And, you know, the first part of that is them in the bay and then trying to line up to get across the break, right, in the skiff, which is pretty intense. Got across. We end up going out. We're fishing. And I was like, man, and Michael doesn't speak Spanish. And I was like, Michael, like, you know, you, to show respect to these guys, we, if, if they catch something, we got to get really excited, you know, about this. They don't get pissed off and kill us. And uh, <laughs> so I said, what, you know, if they catch something, let's high five them. And you just tell them, come mi mierda. Right. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and so uh, we're out there for like two hours, nothing. And finally, we actually caught a, a barracuda. Right. Hell of a fight comes out, you know. Every, you know, everyone's stoked, and so we land it, and he, and so he gets up and he's high fiving, and he just goes, looks at one of the guys and says, "Come mi mierda," and the guy just everyone just goes quiet. It's like four guys in the skiff with us, pretty rough looking Nicaraguan <laughs> dudes, and the one guy in broken English goes, "You tell me, eat your shit." <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me of a big fat Greek wedding. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I three, I hear you. I have three balls. That's <laughs> funny. They didn't That's kill great. us. <laughs> uh, clearly. <laughs> Not yet. What did they do to him? No, they were cool. They were cool. They actually, so he's clearly um, come from superior genetics. And, uh, so he's a big dude, bigger than me. They actually, would, at the factory at Takasa, all the rollers called him Elefante Blanco. Uh, <laughs> Elefante. <laughs> the white elephant. Right. Yeah. The guy you don't want to screw with. Yeah. I That's feel funny. like that remark. All right. right. <laughs> you can dye okay. your hair. All right. So, uh, so we move on to current events land here. I mean, should so. we rate them because a lot of us are Oh, you want to do done. that now? Okay, yeah. We do that first. It was a robust. A lot of us are almost done or... Okay. All right. Let's start with Chuck Roast. So our rating system goes from a 1 to a 10. So, yeah, I like the cigar. Great construction. Uh, didn't have to relight it. Didn't have to touch it up. Had a great taste. Earthy with a little bit of, like, coffee in the background. I rate it at 8.75. Okay. The groin. So uh, you guys will meet Mr. Jonathan tomorrow. I'm going to pull Mr. Jonathan. So you know when you go to a movie theater and you get a bag of Swedish fish and then you get a bag of popcorn? And you eat the Swedish fish, and then you eat the popcorn. That's what I get in this cigar. You get the sweetness of the Swedish fish, but you get the salty butterness of the popcorn. I've never had a... Talk? <laughs> Soft as a grape. No wonder your groin's f***ed up. Jesus, my groin. I swear to God. I, 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 what's, what's the rating? What's your number? So the number, I'm going to give this an 8.5. All right. It's a good cigar, burning well. The flavor is unique. I don't love the flavor, but it's 
definitely unique. I definitely uh, appreciate it. It's a good cigar. Cool. Alex, two guns. Yeah, so I finished that one a couple minutes ago. Smoked pretty quick for me. Not a, not a bad smoke. Uh, good good flavor to it. Construction wasn't bad. Not my wheelhouse. Not something I'd usually go, go for. I did just light up the uh, Blackfoot right off the bat. I'm liking this one. This is definitely something I would smoke uh, on a regular basis. But as far as the Yellowstone, probably go like 7.5. Okay. Very good. Luke Ben. All right. So uh, right away, pretty decent flavor, tiny bit of spice. It's a little lighter than what I usually go for. Uh, I might have to try one of those. But yeah, I liked the construction of it. It was a little tight, but probably not something that I'd go for again. But I did like it. I'm going to have to give it an 8. Okay. You know, I was just thinking here, instead of the cryptid, you need to name a cigar the McGroin. No, that stroke his ego too much. (laughs) Okay. I think it's trademarked. (laughs) Could be. Hunter Rick. Yeah, so, um, again, it's a little bit, uh, like Alex said, it's smoking quick. It's constructed pretty good, but, you know, I'm having a little bit peeling over here, but that could be me. It's It's definitely you. Operator error. Operator error, right, yeah. It's my first cigar, so. But, again, it's not, you know, it's not my wheelhouse. I'm a full-bodied cigar smoke, so it's a little... You know, this could be a good golf golf cigar for me or a good maybe early morning cigar or something on the way to work, you know, or something like that. But otherwise, you know, otherwise it's got some, you know, a little flavor all the way through it. So I'm going to give it a, a, an eight. Okay. Solid eight, Bill. Okay. You haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo. All right. So, yeah, my first one had a few issues. Wasn't really getting much flavor. It was hard to drag. But ever since I got the second one, definitely getting a lot more flavor out of it. It is still peeling a little bit on me, but definitely can taste it. A little bit of sweetness I'm getting from it, and then a hint of spice on the tip of my tongue. Still a little light. I will. I smoked the uh, Blackfoot before this, and that was phenomenal. But as far as the Yellowstone, I think I'm going to do like a 7.6. That's, okay. that's a little light for me. Yep. Okay. Detroit Steve. Uh, I'm really liking this one. Uh, I'm not having any issues. Burn was really clean. The draw was really nice. Yeah, definitely on the lighter side of what I typically go for, but uh, I'm really liking it. So I'm going to go with uh, like an 8.5. Eight okay. Cost us the oil, man. It's a little bit too light for me. I like a full body, but construction's great. It's a small, too small for me. If I'm sitting down, I'd like a bigger one. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If I'm on the road, I'd smoke this. Yeah. So. From delivery to delivery. What do you give it? I give it a 7.25. Okay. Excellent. Wild Will in the house. Well, first of all, guys, I want to say, yeah, I've had the Blackfoot, and that one's amazing. I actually really love this cigar. I did not have any trouble with the with the construction. Got the sweet at first, and some leathery notes on the retro hail, and definitely the spice. Personally, like I said, I loved it. I'm going to give it a 9. That's all it. Joey, what do you rate this cigar? I rate it an eight. Joey's got an eight. Joey's got an, an eight. eight from the peanut gallery. Big holes. I'm going to go with a solid eight myself. Another eight. Another eight. Big holes got another eight. Got it. Excellent. Do we need another person to rate the cigar? Dave. <laughs> My turn. Yeah. Okay, the first one I had was not burning right, and I was having a hard time smoking it, so... I'm not going to talk about that one. I'm going to talk about the second one that I lit up. It's fantastic. It's burning great. Structure's good on this one. It's just smoking itself. I like when a cigar just smokes itself. You don't have to keep banging on it and whatnot, trying to get it to go. 
This one is super. Uh, the flavor's good. It is kind of a mild cigar. I smoke everything, so it's not not it's not not in my wheelhouse. Let's put it that way. It's in your wheelhouse. I will give this one. I will give this a nine. This is uh, this particular cigar right here is a nine. That other one, not so much. But we're not rating that one. Mustang. Said I'm a mild mannered guy. This is my third one tonight. I had wow. two before the show started. Uh, I'm at an eight point eight eight. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a big rating for Mike. Eight point eight eight. Special rating. It's a big one for Mike. That's a special rating for Mike. That's really like a nine and a half. You know, I I got to tell you something, fellas. The ash is big. I haven't dropped it on myself, so it's holding, <laughs> which oh, is amazing. For you, friggin' slop. <laughs> this is in my wheelhouse. I like this cigar, so. We got a mixture mm-hmm. of full-bodied smokers and mild smokers here. I'd give this a nine. This is this is a cigar I would smoke daily. This is a great cigar. So let's see: one, two, three, four, fourteen. Thank you. What does two? Comes out to a solid eight point five. We got yeah. a good stick here, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Decent rating. Decent rating for a stick. Eight point five is a good stick. Is a good stick. You know, I mean, you got a lot of uh, full-bodied smokers on this palate. Uh, right. Yeah. So I, that's yeah. I would say like a yeah. good like I would like give this to somebody who's a little newer to cigar oh, smoking. Definitely. Like this has plenty of flavor to introduce them, and it, you know, yeah. it, but it's mild enough; it's not going to knock them on their ass. Like right. it, it is a good cigar. Right. I I, do, I I am enjoying it. If I was to go to a drive-in movie theater. I would probably smoke this cigar while I'm eating popcorn. Fish and popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. Would you smoke it when you go apple picking? Oh! <laughs> Just asking about that. Asking for a friend. You know, I have to tell you, and this is also to Rick. You'll love this. At King Corona, McGroin meets a nice girl who actually really liked him because I did talk to her, and she liked him. Yep. She gives him her real phone number. Wow. And somebody's wow. intoxicated and writes it down the wrong number. The only thing is called King Corona. Is that transgender bar? Yes, there is. The castle. No, no. She was smoking. She was smoking. Which way did she leave when she left King Corona? Did she go to the left or to the right? She she told me to give her as many beads as possible. I bet he did. Yeah, I gave her plenty of beads. She said he was a really nice man. Pat, a good lesson to learn. Whenever a girl gives you her number... You always read it back, but read yeah. one number wrong, so that way you, they correct it. So oh, you know, yeah. You know it's their real yeah, number. Instead, I he writes it down wrong. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why you I might mean, also read Why it. not just call her right there and text her to make sure they're She was working, outside. but, you know, whatever. Uh, I was intoxicated. <laughs> well, at least you know where she works. Yeah. 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 400 bucks. Okay. <laughs> that, that's a heck of a uh, Cuban sandwich that she makes. Yeah, she actually <laughs> did make a Cuban sandwich. That's <laughs> Adam's apple. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, so one thing we do here is we do current events at the, all the cigar lounges that we've reviewed. We go through their their Facebook pages and get the events that they're doing, and we have a segment called uh, Current Events. And so, who's reading today? Will Bill's going to do it. All right. All right. So, so Will, yeah, your bar is at five. So the bar is how many mistakes he's allowed to make. 
Well, before six. We, before we get him around. He did five last week, so we can five. do six. All right, six it is. Right, okay. Will, you, you go over the bar, you're buying drinks. Okay, folks, right here at Grumpy's here in Hudson. They will be opening at noon starting November 20th. I'm sorry, March 20th, Wednesday through Sunday. Oh, it's drinking tonight. Right out of the gate. Wow. Uh, Castro's Back Room in Nashua. Black Label Trading Company event with Nick Goss on Friday, March 8th at eight p- at 5 p.m. <laughs> That's the same mistake you made last It is. It, it is. <laughs> You got to adjust that AR 15. <laughs> <laughs> Twins in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Not just blowing smoke podcast in the 724 Lounge. Mondays at 8 p.m. Leap into 2024 with a 724 event on Thursday, February 29th, 3 to 6 p.m. Win a cigar box guitar. Buy eight tickets. Get Buy eight uh. cigars. Get one ticket. Buy a box, get five tickets. Yeah. So good so far. <laughs> Cigar shenanigans, North Conway and Littleton, New Hampshire. 10% discount on all first responders and veterans. 20% discount for all active military. This is a new thing, by the way, that they just started doing over there. Eli's Smoking Lounge, Nashville, New Hampshire. Stogie Wednesdays. All cigars and whiskeys, 20% off. Ladies' night, Thursdays, 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. $5 cocktails for the ladies. I got one right. <laughs> yeah. The Diplomat Cigar Lounge, Keene, New Hampshire. Every Monday is military appreciation with 20% off for active duty and veterans. Every Thursday, all police fire. Wrong. How is that wrong? I'm sorry, every Tuesday. All police, fire, and EMS personnel get 20% off their entire bill. That's cool. Ladies' night on Thursdays. I saw the Thursday right below the Tuesday. Tuesday. No excuses. No excuses. What? Two more. Maybe you were drinking. (laughs) The Tobacco Shack, Raleigh, Mass. Football season is over, but basketball and hockey are in full swing. Games are on at the Shack. I'm going to read much slower now. Hey, I won $100 on... uh I bet on Mahomes. Never bet against Mahomes. And uh, the Party for the Hell of It's coming up soon. Party for the Hell of It. Oh, there you go. Mr. J's Havana Cigar Lounge, Coventry, Rhode Island. Live music Saturday nights, 8 to 11 p.m. Saturday brunch, March 16th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. $25 per person. Includes the brunch buffet and a cigar. White Ash Cigar Lounge, Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Ladies' night, Wednesdays, 6 p.m. to 12 a.m., drink specials. February Cigar Dinner, Thursday, February 29th at 6 p.m. $40 per person includes two La Roma de Cuba Passion Cigars and the Chicken Masala Dinner. Havana Cigar, Warwick, Rhode Island. Rocky Patel Dinner on March 28th at 6.30 p.m. $30 per person includes two Rocky Patel cigars. Vintage Cigar Lounge and Club, Westerly, Rhode Island. Military Mondays, all active military members receive 10% off their individual bill with valid ID. Best Cigar Pub, Drums, Pennsylvania. The bar and restaurant will be closed on Mondays until April 1st. Pub Quiz Wednesday, March 16th at 6 p.m., the first annual Smoke Onos. Smokinos. 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 In the Poconos. Huh? Smokinos in the Poconos. Cigar Festival is Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th. 
VIP is $250 per person, and general admission is $175 per person. Smoke Ring Cigar Bar, Hazleton, Pennsylvania. First Friday Happy Hour Party, Friday, March 1st. A lot of F's in that sentence. Yep. Friday, March 1st, 6 to 8 p.m. Includes two hours of open bar and food for $25 per person. That's wow. a good deal. That's a good deal. Out of Pennsylvania. Yeah. RSVP. <laughs> yeah, you have to get uh, tickets for that one. Yeah. Chili Contest, Thursday, March 14th at 6 p.m. Smoker's Abbey, Nashville, Tennessee. Tim Osgener's Behind the Blend. Oz Family Cigars event, March 28th, 6 to 9 p.m. And Fuego, McKinney, Texas. BYOB Wine Tasting, Tuesday, February 27th, 7 p.m. My wife would like to go to that. Yeah. Well, you got to go to Texas for that. Yeah. Cigar Life, Lakeland, Florida. Saturday, March 2nd, the annual Cordoba and Morales Pig Roast, 12 to 4 p.m. $45 per person includes premium cigar from Cordoba and Morales and a meal with roast pork, white rice, black beans, and Cuban bread. Sounds good. The Cigar Quarters, Haines City, Florida. Mardi Gras Party, Saturday, March 23rd, 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. And lastly, Corona Cigar, Orlando, Florida. Fabian Ziegler from Agonosa Leaf Cigars will be at the Corona Cigar Tampa on February 29th and the Sarasota on Friday, March 1st. Ricky, you going Both occasion. You interrupted my thing. Both locations from 5 to 8 p.m. Sorry, I thought you were done. That's a beautiful it. thing. And that's it for the current events. And folks, Rhea is a tobacconist oh, yeah. in Tampa at the Corona. Yeah, I mentioned that And Brad's that a tobacconist at Sarasota. No. At Corona. Very nice. And a big shout out to King Corona. Any folks that are in Ebo City have to go there. Ask for Nathan or Jeff yeah. or... Well, Nicabana too is a very good place. The coffee, Excellent. Nicabana, the coffee Kathy there, from Leche is out oh, of this world. Yeah. The I agree. Cuban yeah. coffee, they have Cuban coffees. Oh. Yeah, delicious, multiple types. Okay, and it's everything. Everything in that store is hand rolled by them, and it, it's it, and something, really good. Just a shout out about King Corona, just to throw this out there. Something they do that's really, really nice is the police get free coffee there. Yes, wow. they give all the police so. We'll, and since there are a lot of police on, in Ebor City, they all go in, they all thank them, and yep. they give out free coffee, and that's nice. So you talked about Ebor City police and everything. Is it pretty safe down there to walk around and everything? Not too much trouble? It is. Well, since the shooting from two, two months ago, there was a pretty bad shooting there that involved a couple of gangbangers. But during the day and halfway during the night is fine. But late at night, it's like... It's a little bit like the old combat zone in Boston. It's it's it can be rough. You just got to know where you're going. You know, you stay in groups and you you'll be fine. You know, Ebor City. It's it's in between two very tough streets. You know, I mean, when when we were there, there was during Gasparilla. It was hundreds fine. of thousands of people. And yeah, we saw a fight right in but front it, of us. Yeah, but at the end, towards the end, like was it eleven thirty? Yeah. It got rough. 10, 11, 11, 30, it, was, it got rough a little bit. But there's a lot of security, you know, during the day. Or, they broke it up there immediately. Was, there's groups of, like, patrols. Like, there's every, like, 10 minutes you would see two cops walking by, 10, 15 minutes. So. You know, like Manchester, you know, we see the police cars and the paddy wagon going up and down the street. Yep. Ebor, constant cops walking. Okay, it's time for the local spotlight. 
Skyline Works Review. We're here at Grumpy's. Yes. This was kind of a short notice thing for Grumpy's, and they are able to accommodate us again. They love it. Yeah. Well, we come in Good. with 20 people, you know. <laughs> so, the the okay. boys from Big Sky, now, they've been hustling you all around. You've been going to all sorts of shops. Yeah, uh, we've hit a lot of locations the last couple of days, and we'll end up at two guys tomorrow, but happy to be at Grumpy's tonight. Yeah, this is a cool crowd. I'll be seeing you yeah. there. This is neat. Oh, we have to drag you up to Castro's in Manchester if you want to. Oh, yeah. Tonight. You want, you want a party, yeah. You want to see some real action. Up tonight. There. Oh, they would love you. Yeah. I <laughs> Actually. I, I kind of want to be at the podcast tomorrow. You so. will be. <laughs> hey, we've we've gone during Hackapalooza. We were at Castro's on Friday night till one thirty. We closed the place down. And we went to the Cigar Authority the next day. That's right. And That's and you were on the show? And we know we just hung out there. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah Dave was on the show. I was actually, on the after show. So. Yeah, and at, at and we did it, and then we were up till one thirty again. So, you know, but we're the hacks. So. You're a professional. Right. Yeah, that, that's yeah. when you hurt your groin. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. So you know, Grumpy's is a great little shop and uh, got a nice bar. Walt is banging it out. It's the bartender tonight again. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, they got a great selection of stuff. And we're taking a tour of the humidor in here. Uh, it's a great humidor. And, they, you know, Walter's doing a great job at the bar. He's pouring some great drinks. And, yeah, yeah it's, 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 this, this is a great spot to come to. Yeah, it's relatively new, too. They're the new owners. They've done a great job. Every time I come in here, not only are the owners friendly, but also the locals are very friendly, too. Sometimes you get you go to places that are a little clicky. Right. Never here. It's always very welcoming, so that, that says a lot for them. Yeah, I feel this is how uh, a cigar establishment should be. You're not uncomfortable or feel like you're being judged. Right. Well, I am, but I still come. Right. I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like those guys. Yeah, but that's just because the hacks judge you. Yeah. <laughs> no, Grumpy's was kind enough to bring us into their humidor. Uh, you know, it's tough uh, being a regional brand from Montana, right? When we started out, everyone on us saying you know we'll never be outside of montana nobody associates montana with cigars and uh you know now we're sitting here with you guys right long way to go but a lot of hard work brandon has stepped out of his career over the last year and dedicated everything he has to you know growing the company has done an excellent job in doing that uh has really grown our footprint and uh it's been a lot of hard work to to get here but it's you know partially due to support from guys like you that we're willing to give our, our uh, product a chance and talk about it and have us uh, sit down with you guys. And by the way, I you know we do a lot of podcasts, and uh, I think this is probably one of the, my favorite formats that I've ever sat through. I think this is uh, this is a good setup. So, so you know, we finally hear at the end after this guy busts your balls, Brandon, throughout the show, and then he says this guy has put all this work through this. And, yeah, that, that kind of sums amazing. up our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're from Montana, but that's what differentiates you against everybody else, right? <laughs> right. Nobody else has a cigar, of our, a cigar, a copy out of Montana, but that differentiates you. And right, it's good for you know, could be good you for know, your company. Well, and I was doing a little research. I mean, Montana had cigars back in the 1870s, although they used to roll cigars and hand them out. I don't know if they had labels, though. Right. There was, an, I mean, the early the earliest brand that's on record is uh, the Garnier Cigar Company, which was the one I spoke of earlier. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of, you know, one thing that we did when we first started this is we looked at 
going out and finding some of the original Montana brands, right? Right. But there, um, there wasn't a lot of bands on the cigars, right. and and then uh, really the only boxes that we could find in like antique stores and so on was the Montana Sport Garnier brand, which a guy has kind of tied up. And so uh, we weren't able to go that route. The one thing kind of cool that we found, we have a mutual friend named Dylan. His family goes back, you know, to statehood in Montana, farming family. And his family was involved in cigar making. He didn't even know it. Wow. And uh, we were able to educate his family on what we found. It was pretty interesting. Well, what I look at and a lot of people look at is you have... Uh, a great name, Big Sky. It's easy to remember, and logo is obviously the mountain. If you, if you can't remember the name, which I don't remember many names, but I can remember Big Sky. Or phone numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Bill. <laughs> you need to be a comedian, man. You got you're fast. He's fast. <laughs> Very fast. Wow. I love this. It's like big girls have good personalities. I grew up the same way. Yeah. <laughs> So, but you got the mountains, but everything is localized, local names. It's, it's, it's very, uh, very welcoming and, and family oriented in that sense, right. you know, and, and that's what I like. It's not some crazy convoluted name. Uh, that's a big word for me to say too. And, <laughs> and, uh, but I like it. I remember the first time we smoked the bitter root. Remember, fellas? Here we yeah. are in a New Hampshire shop going, what the hell is a bitter root? Right. I'm thinking, is then. it a dandelion? What is it? I bought a box of those. I still have so the bitter root, uh, I grew up on the Bitterroot River in the Bitterroot Valley. Which well, is, that explains everything. Right. Exactly. Which, so it also happens to be the valley that ye- the show Yellowstone's filmed in. Right. But anyway, it's just a little bit of dumb history. The Bitterroot Flower, State Flower of Montana, the one that's on the secondary band, Lewis and Clark actually brought a few of those back, dried to the East Coast, right, on the, when they came back, and we were able to revive them, get them to grow here on the East Coast. So, oh, uh, a little cool. what, zone, what zones are they? What, what's the hardiness zone on, on it? I'm a horticulturist, so I oh, gotta know. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we didn't know that. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Things are starting to add up now. Just trotting through the countryside, side saddle, picking out flora and fauna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're growing up. You got it. Just need a fat chick. You missed your crawling. You got to be. You got to do some stand up. <laughs> McGroin wanted to be a gynecologist, but he became a horticulturist. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say that. He, he couldn't remember the name. <laughs> he wrote down the number to the school, but. <laughs> <laughs> So just as a sidebar, my mom, she's been on the podcast. She's a stand-up comedian. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you were hung out with her last night, didn't you? She's also a lay-down comedian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, she rips on me too, so it's a good time. Uh, oh, she's got uh, some good patches. She's a good lady. Yeah. All right, so uh, drum, Grumpy's is great. We like this place. We've done podcasts here what, four times now. Yeah, at least a lot at Grumpy's. Yeah, at, at, as Grumpy's, and they've only been Grumpy's for not even six months yet. Say show you three in the last yeah. like two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Since the yeah. new year, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good place for they me too. They have a good top shelf boozes in here too. Yeah. Yeah. They have a shooting range down the street, Grand State uh, indoor range. So we go shooting, and we come here after have a few cigars, have a beer. Yeah. Great place. Are they open late? 
Not this late, no. Uh, I was going to say we could take the AR down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Too big of a target, though. <laughs> you don't want to know where the ammo is, though. <laughs> Probably in your belly button. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think it's time for a controversy corner. <laughs> Uh, first, I'm going to just answer the question why you see a lot of people around New England with uh, the little bit of the beer belly. Johnny always said, if you had a tool like mine, you'd build a shed over it. Yeah. <laughs> question tonight is, has anybody heard about the uh, Carrington event? Is anyone familiar with this? From 1859. So the Carrington event was actually a uh, mass um, from the sun. It was like a solar solar mass came out of the sun and it hit the earth and it blew up all of the uh, communication. I mean, in 1859, all we had was uh, telegraph machines, but all of the telegraph machines around the country lit up and burnt. It was so intense. And one of the big fears out there is if it ever happened today, it would just disable all of our electronics. Your car wouldn't run. Your electricity would, would go out and everything. Well, I bring this up is because the other day everybody was freaking out because all of a sudden they woke up and their cell phones didn't work. Well, that's why it didn't work. Yeah, all anybody AT- with AT&T. Yeah, AT&T around the country yeah. went down. Now, so the first thing is people started bringing up the Carrington event and thinking something like that happened. Then the next one was they were blaming it, blaming it on China or Russia being an attack. And, of course... Um, AT&T today came out and said, oh, we were doing a system update. We made a mistake. But talking to a few technical people out there, usually that's cover for we were breached and we don't want to admit it. So, But just a, a, an aside, if right now we run on so much technology, if anything like the Carrington event happened or the other thing that we know about is the EMP, basically they could blow a nuclear weapon off in the sky over the middle of our country and they could shut down our whole system. And just by people, just a small segment of people who lost their cell phones the other day, people were freaking out all over the place. So you can imagine if something big like this happened, if for real, if, if say, China could get into our system and hack it and shut it down, we would be at a standstill. And if we ever had an outgoing thing like the Carrington event or if a player decided to blow up a nuclear weapon or an EMP above our country. EMP stands for electromagnetic pulse. Yes, and, and yep. we'd, be in, we'd be in a lot of junk. Oh, and it, and it's a coincidence, too, because today we had a corona mass ejection. Which is CME, which means a piece of the sun blew off, but it happened after all this crap happened. Oh, it did. Okay. And see, those happen all the time, but the key is is whether it actually strikes the earth direct. So it happens, and it goes off in all different directions. In 1859, it actually hit the earth directly. And they always worry, especially the way we are right now, that if it ever happened in this day, we'd be in big trouble. Mike, I I appreciate you talking about EMP, but it would take several dozen nuclear weapons to shut down the entire country. Of course. But if you did one, you'd shut down a small area yes. and those people would freak out. If that- you blew it over Boston, Boston would be shut down. Oh, yeah. would, it would yeah. be extra terrifying too because you got to think all electronics, especially if it's like the Cummington event, 
Um, if it's something like or that. even the Carrington event, Carrington event. Sorry. So that's why it wasn't um, it wasn't a CME because it was only AT and T, which is kind of a clue because right. it wouldn't be specific to one carrier; it would right. be general. And most likely, it was a hack they're trying to hide. Yeah. But we'll listen to their excuse, and they said that. But as like, I was saying, though, yep. it's like if an EMP goes off or something of that magnitude goes off. You got to think, it's like, it's not just your cell phone or, you know, emergency systems. You're talking like planes, helicopters flying, you know, like dropping out of vibrator. the sky. GPS yeah. is very relevable yeah. to that, too. Oh, yeah. Well, no, but GPS, but like those planes fly off of electronics. Not, yeah. yeah. The jet engine controls it, but, yeah, sure. you know, how, do the, how is the jet engine controlled? Yeah. You know, they just start dropping out of the sky. Well, and it sucks now that, you know, society is so dependent on this little four-inch cell phone that we put in our pocket. You know, there's people out there that, you know, they got their Apple wallets, you know, so everything they pay for, they use their phone. Every time they need to go somewhere, if you're punching it into your phone, take me that route. You know, God forbid you can't text somebody or, or post your social media posts that I'm sitting here at Grumpy's or whatever, you know what I mean? So, like, people are so dependent on that now. Like, I know I'm one of the younger guys here, but I remember... When I had my first car, I had a map book in the car. You know what I mean? Like, I had I had a pager. So, if, like, someone had to get a hold of me, I'd find a freaking phone somewhere. You know, now it's You're like, right. forget it would, about it. It would actually be a, be a bigger threat in China. So, I was reading about China because I may be going there in the next month or so. But everything is done. All, all, all uh, 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 transactions are done on the phone. You can't get cash. Cash is not used. It's, uh, you know, you go there, you have to get a special app to pay through your phone. You know, Massachusetts yesterday, too, the the state police had to put out a thing on all the social medias. They put it out on the news saying, stop calling 911 because your phone doesn't work. It was that bad that they were actually, and I guess they were calling 911 just to make sure that at least that worked. You know what I mean? So it was like, oh, just to make sure I can call 911 for an emergency. I want to just test this theory. So they had to like stop people from doing that. It got wow, ridiculous. Really? Yeah. On Facebook, everybody's all people have landlines are giving people about it. And it wasn't uh, we're the just, smart ones. We still have our landlines, you know. And it wasn't Crazy. just AT and T. It did hit T Mobile. It it did hit parts of Verizon. Yeah. So it wasn't just an AT and T thing. So it was a little bit more widespread than that. AT and T took the brunt of it. I unfortunately was one of those people, but. uh <laughs> You know, I had, a tri- I had to take a trip down to Gardner. It was like, thank God when I had Wi-Fi, I put it in Google Maps, and it actually followed me the whole way. You know, it wouldn't reroute if I took a wrong turn, but at least I was able to get where I was going because it's like, shit, who carries a map book now? Yeah. Who, who even knows how to read a map? Exactly. Everybody in this room, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, today's culture, it's, it's not like that anymore. You know, one of the guys I work with, uh, he's a he's a hunter, and he goes up to Vermont and Maine all the time. And he had some podunk town in Vermont that he named off. He's like, "If you need a payphone, go there." You know, nice two hour drive just so you can make a phone call. <laughs> it's the only place left. Yep. Yeah, so we could be in a whole lot of trouble if one of these things happens. So brace for it. And, uh, I don't know if you got an old fifties or sixties car, keep it because. When this happens, you're going to need an old car to drive. And you know what Because all say, of our current cars aren't going to move. When it comes to a military attack, what's the first thing the military does? They shut down your communications. Yeah. Well, command, control, and communications. Yep. That's what they do. Yeah. And so we don't even know if it's going to be an out, you know, a foreign power or our lovely people in control. So we'll go with it. So 
And I'll just do a shout out to. Um, did we really land a uh, piece of equipment on the moon the other day? Uh, <laughs> you know what the funny thing about that was? I, they said, "Oh, it's going to be live on TV." I'm like, "How can it be live? There's no cameras on the moon." Yeah, they, it was all simulated until they landed and they had the cameras come up. I always told you that you know back in '69, you know who was the first guy on the moon? The cameraman. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> first validated. Okay, that brings us to the old recap. How's your cigar? I just lit another one. I loved it. Working on the end of three. Yep, this is um, down to the end of this one here, and it's pretty good still. Yeah, this, I'm already halfway through this Blackfoot. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. If Appreciate I was going to rate this one, this would definitely be in the knives for me. So oh, yeah, that, cigar. that Blackfoot is definitely up in the knives. That was, that was really good. I smoked that before we did the Yellowstone. That was really good. Excellent. Yeah, Brandon uh, set up our entire Dominican Republic trip. Uh, we met with three or four factories there. It was our first foray into the Dominican, first time being there in general. And, yeah, we lucked out in terms of working with Chico and his team, and uh, it is an excellent stick. Yeah. yeah if you guys have ever watched uh, A River Runs Through It, the yeah. movie, that's the river. The Blackfoot's the river they were fishing on in that sure. movie. Yeah, a lot of unique flavors out of this. A little bit, it's kind of complex. You know, one of my favorite Dominican cigars is actually the La Vocata from LFD. Okay. And very complex, just like this. That's 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 probably why I like this one a lot. Well, it's hard to find a Dominican stick that has a, a lot of complexity to it. Yes. And so when we decided to work with Chico, some, we wanted a cigar that had some characteristics. And the samples that he gave us, you know, they gave those characteristics to us. And then when we finished that blend, we were very happy that Chico was that manufacturer. Nice. You're awesome. I smoke both the Bitterroot and this one, and they both, they, they're both great. I mean, I don't think you have to be a full cigar smoker to be able to enjoy a cigar. I mean, right. It's like eating food, right? If you have a, a good palate, you can taste the, the subtleties in it. If you eat something that's strong all the time, then you lose that, that taste. So everybody's got different tastes. I like it. Great cigar. Thank you. Okay. Is that it? Let's rock. Are we wrapping up here? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Oh, okay. You can do that. Okay. Thanks to the panel and the guests. I'm not going to do the drops. There's too many. Okay. <laughs> Mustang right. Mike. It's good to be here. I'll be back. Nurse Rick. Hey, and I'm a boy still in the house. Chuck Roast. Getting still here. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Matt Groin. Oh, I had a good one tonight. Can't wait for later on tonight at Castro's. <laughs> maybe you'll maybe get another phone number, huh? Hello, Kaylee. Doubt it. All right, Alex, the GC. The GC, always almost, almost done. done. Yep, almost done with this one. Uh, very good cigar, like I said. Great night tonight. Guys, thank you. I really enjoyed the night. You guys had some great stories. Jesse, take up comedy. Yep. <laughs> Go that route. <laughs> All right, we got Lucas, the other maestro, the real fiddler. Hey, 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 hey. Chuck is the diddler. Top secret, though. Uh, no, it's been great being here. I'm uh, looking forward to get back to uh, conducting next week. Uh, but, yeah. Conductor. Mr. Conductor. <laughs> All right, then we got the G Sparky, Jim the Sparky. <laughs> yep, it's great to be here. It was 
pleasure meeting you guys. You know, looking forward to smoking plenty more of your cigars. Uh, always a great night at Grumpy. Have a grumpy day. Grumpy day, Hunter Rick. Over there in the. Oops, get that thing on your head. There you go. Hey, glad to be oh, back here oh, again. Oh, no. And uh, yeah, the Grumpies, and uh, big shout out to you guys and uh, Big Skies guys for helping us, you know, supporting us and giving us uh, the sample of your cigars. So, uh, hope, uh, good luck in the future. And I uh, hope to see some more of your, your blends around in the, in the shops. Appreciate so, it. Again, thank, thank you guys. Sample what? Ricky bought these. Oh, Ricky bought them? Yeah, yeah that's all right. Well, yeah. Hey. You know, so, we're going to support the store. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's all good. What do I know? All right. Go to <laughs> Detroit Steve in the back corner there. Oh. Just wave. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> Say hello. Say goodbye. Say all something. Right. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thanks. Pleasure meeting you guys. Thank you very much. Cool beans. Hey, Costas, the yeah, olive oil yeah, man. It's awesome being here. Thanks, guys, for coming down, telling us about your cigars. Be smoking a lot of them. Bill, Wild Bill, Brandon. I feel like I could hang out with you guys anytime. Um, you know, well, maybe just one, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for being here and uh, enjoy your weekend. Nice right. to you, Beth. Go back. Joey. Joey. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Doing okay. Hey. Uh, Bill over there. Bill's just waving to us. Yeah. Bill says hi. I, for, I forgot to say one last thing. Oh, no, Let's go, Brandon. Right. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something Man. clever like JFK shot first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our special guest, Brandon. Hey, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me tonight. Uh, it was a pleasure. Glad we didn't play Okie Cookie. That would have been dangerous. Uh, so, what's it called? Ah, uh, don't worry about it. Never mind. Okie <laughs> <laughs> Cookie. He'll explain about it after oh, the show. Yeah, after the show, right? We'll have to Google that one. Yeah. For the folks at home, have to Google it. <laughs> yeah, great meeting you guys. Uh, appreciate the laughs yes. and thanks for taking time to have us on your show. Thanks for the jokes. It was all good stuff. All right, this is your humble announcer, producer, Cigar Hack Dave. To the man, the myth, the legend. Yep. All right. All right. Okay, thanks to the listeners. You made it to another one. Our social media tag is Cigar Hacks all over the usual channels. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our website, CigarHacks.com. And Facebook. Send us an email, CigarHacks at CigarHacks.com. Like, like Paul from the Shack did. All right, see you next time. It's Cigar Hacks. Remember, we're just a bunch of hacks. Talking cigars, telling jokes, etc. 